0: what's going on with Fact Nation hope everybody's doing well today and thank you all so much for tuning back in as we finally provide the final part of our interview here with Scott Wood former NC State shooting guard and small forward uh, with NC State Basketball so before we jump into it, please make sure, again, if you haven't already, please make sure to hit that subscribe button. It really helps support us and the channel, and it's free to do. So, again, it's, it's no cost to you, and it really helps support us, and we would greatly appreciate it. Please make sure to like this video if you enjoyed it, as well as uh, check out all, all of our other great NC State content. And uh, make sure to also give us a follow at Tuffy Talk Now on Twitter and Instagram if you haven't already. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get this thing started and jump right back into it. Here we go um so you know wanted to kind of ask a little bit here about this uh about this team uh currently and then you know the biggest thing really is is the Manny Bates you know deciding to come back and return and uh because I feel like for this upcoming season it's I wouldn't necessarily say you know it was, it's a make or break season say for Keats by you know necessarily but I just feel like that you know it's definitely one that because for, for basically the first couple of years, and I feel like the first year, Keats came in super hot. You know, obviously beating Duke, beating Carolina, you know, beating Wake Forest, and, and uh, I mean, just looking great. But then it's just kind of gotten a little bit flat, you know. But he hasn't really done more. He hasn't really done less. Um, Just kind of has kind of stayed there. But I feel like that, especially now it's that Roy, Roy Williams has retired, that the biggest thing is that we need to take advantage now yeah. While well, they got Hubert Davis, who's never been a head coach, to kind of say, Okay, you know, for a long time we were just kind of chasing the coattails. Well now, I mean, you know, we could, you know, take off a little bit, you know, and, and kind of compete there with it. So, you know, I want to kind of get your thoughts, Scott, in terms of, you know, now that you see like, you know, Duke and uh um you, you know, how Shushewski's on the way out and then you know, Roy's now out with Hubert Davis. So uh, John Shire over at Duke. Um, so I want to kind of get your thoughts terms. I mean, do you feel I mean, do you agree that this is kind of a defining moment for NC State basketball that, you know, this is the best opportunity that we've had in a long time to, yeah. you know, finally compete in this triangle, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I do. Um, I also have the understanding that it's still Carolina and it's still Duke, regardless of who's coaching it. Um, I mean, right. We could just pick anybody out to go out there and coach it, and I'm sure they'll still be somewhat successful. Uh, sure, but I do understand that you know if there if there was a time to get your name in the conversation with one of the the best in the triangle, it's going to be now. And you know, mm-hmm. Coach Keats has all his his recruits in uh, his guys. Obviously, some p- people transferred out uh, that would have been big pieces this year. But uh, especially as an NC State fan, you you expect you know. He's been here for some time. He settled in for for him to have start finding some success, uh, especially this year in a year that you know we didn't go to the tournament last year. Uh, I think the year previous during COVID we probably would have been in, but we maybe borderline. not. It had been closed. Yeah. And then I think the year before it was another NIT, correct? So yes. Yep. Um, I think you know obviously he's probably feeling a little bit of pressure, but at the same time, uh, they just got to go out there and play they got to play the style that he wants to do uh, mm-hmm. and, and just win games. And if that happens, I mean, it will be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it,
0: it, you know, <laughs> you're kind of building off, too, in terms of you were saying, like, you know, your guys. One of the things that, you know, I've been telling a lot of people you know, these days, especially now with the transfer rules being like they are, where basically you can transfer at any time and then immediately start playing the next year, that high school recruiting really isn't – I feel like – the importance of high school recruiting has kind of taken off a little bit just because now, you know, you can basically instead of going after a high school recruit, you know, who is more focusing on the NBA or whatever it is or, yeah. you know, or hasn't necessarily played yet in college basketball. I mean, once they get here, you know, it, it might be a wake up call to them. You never know. Um, or you could go after a guy who was like, let's say, you know, a former four star recruit from, you know, one to other schools and, 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 you know, bring them to, to NC state and they've already had experience playing college basketball you know, you know, you know, more likely that they're, you know, a pretty big time recruit. And I feel like that there's a lot more value now in terms of <clears throat> those transfers necessarily than the high school recruits. And so, I mean, I wanted to kind of ask you as well. I mean, I mean, would you agree on that as well? I mean, that I feel like that in terms of, because uh, I mean, looking at football I mean you know for for Doran he he's definitely focused a lot more on the transfers than he has necessarily the the um you know the new guys and obviously with uh with Keats he's also brought in you know a couple of yeah. new guys but also got some recruits as well so I mean kind of want to get your thoughts I mean do you agree with that in terms of that necessarily the importance or the shift in yeah high school recruiting is there
1: yeah and I, I think part of it is unfortunate um just because of how the rules are I know I think coach Keats has even said it to the media and I, I've think he's even told me it's just now he almost focuses on more transfers than like why why should he worry about these high school kids that you know haven't played the game and I have to worry about are they ready to play the game when I know I can go get somebody that has now experience in you know playing division one basketball yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um it's just tough it's hard to gauge I mean for me it's just uh, you still got to bring in the right guys but it's also like a lot of these kids, they just don't have the right mentality and are ready to come in at 18 years old, and and they're playing against you know guys that are 20, 22 that have experienced it, and then mm-hmm. they, they realize that they're not getting the menace that they want, and they just want to bail. So, yeah. uh, to me, it's hard just to get that consistency because I just feel like people are afraid to afraid of the challenge. You know, I, I, I know. that's if I could if I could give to 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 any of those kids it'd just be, uh, you know, my my mindset of, you know, I'm just going to outwork this guy that, you know, is playing over me because, you know, most coaches, mm-hmm. Coach Keith, Coach K, Roy Williams, if they see a guy working and you're, you know, busting your tail and outworking them, yeah. they're probably going to play you. I mean, they're about winning mm-hmm. ball games. So uh, yeah. I, I just wish I could see more of that. But again, it's just it's just different because they have the expectation of, oh, I'm going to get 25 minutes. Uh, you know, I'm gonna play one year and I'm gonna be one and done. And it's just, it's just unrealistic.
0: Yeah. Well, especially too, especially because in, in the game of basketball where, you know, with football, you know, the average professional career in football is like between two to three years, but basketball, I mean, you see guys that will play for, you know, I mean, if, as long as they're good enough play for, you know, 10 you know, eight, 10 years, you know, whatever it is. I mean, you see a lot of guys in the NBA today that have been there for a long time, like Danny Green. He's He was a former UNC guy that's been still in the NBA. And yeah. so I feel like that, especially with college basketball, it's so important to really put in that mindset of, you got to be ready to beat guys out, man. Because, I mean, you're not, you, you can't just necessarily hope that you're going to go to the NBA and hope that, you know, somebody, you know, comes down with an injury or something like that, that you can get a chance to step in. More than likely, you have to beat that guy out. More than likely, yeah. So, and I mean,
1: no, nobody wants to be a role player anymore. I mean, it's just like I, I think of like when I played with Torn Dorn, who um, uh, in the TBT, I, who I who I didn't play with. Uh, a guy like that for a team, a guy like C.J. Williams for a team. I mean, they're the glue guys of a team. Those are the guys you need, but nobody wants to do that dirty work anymore. Nobody. Mm-hmm. And it's just hard to be a good team when you don't have a guy that wants to do the dirty work.
0: Yeah. Before we continue, we want to take a quick second to tell you about our sponsor, Flatlands dress Insurance Group, that has your whole world covered. With agents in five offices throughout Eastern North Carolina to help you decide how much coverage you need. Offering policies for home and auto, recreational vehicles, commercial, crop, health, life, and employee benefits. They are able to combine options to find a comprehensive solution that works for you. Flatlands Jessup protects the things you love so you can spend less time wearing and more time enjoying them. Find them on Facebook and Instagram at Flatlands Jessup. You can also visit their webpage at www.flatlandsjessup.com. So please make sure to go and check them out. Making you got one more question? No,
2: I'm just thinking like, I was thinking, well, then who, who would you say exemplifies that right now? Who's some of the guys you can think of that people can easily think of on their minds? a good glue guy you said nobody does is there anybody left that does that kind of thing i mean are we talking about at nc
1: state or are we just talking like no, any- no anywhere anywhere i mean i look back at it um like a guy that first comes to mind so when i went to golden state uh for training camp um it was kevin durant's first year that a guy i think of is you know a a andre iguodala mm-hmm. you know Andre Iguodala made multiple All Stars, but mm-hmm. put all of that aside. Said, "I'm going to defend. I'm going to rebound. I'm going to play yeah. hard." Uh, the same thing with Sean Livingston when he was oh, there. Sean Livingston's um, so good. But but again, mm-hmm. it's just it's different because they're a little bit older and they have that mindset. It's hard to get that mindset when these kids coming out just expect to be the guy and can't transition right. into a a a role. And like Sorry. C.J. Williams is my perfect example. Oh, I played yeah. with C.J. Williams. Four years. Never once did he really complain about not starting. Godfrey comes in, starts his last two years. I never expect him to play in the NBA. I never expect him to make a game yeah. winner in the NBA. And now that guy mm. has played NBA minutes and been on multiple NBA teams because of his work ethic and understands. I'm gonna guard the best player and do the best I can. I'm gonna do I'm gonna play extremely hard and rebound. And then when they swing the ball to me, I'm gonna knock down shots. And it's as simple as that. But everybody just thinks that they're going to be the twenty-five point a game guy, and it, it just don't work like that. I'd say exactly. Marcus Smart is another good example. Yep, I mean they're out there, especially some of the guys, some of the older guys. It's just <laughs> you got to adopt the role. And I mean, the really good teams have. And I mean, the really good teams have them. Like I think back to my Sweet Sixteen year, uh, we had we had five guys five six guys five guys in double figures that nobody averaged more than 13 points a game uh-huh. uh we didn't care who had the points we just cared about winning i mean you had glue guys like alex johnson oh yeah man johnson you had mm-hmm. cj williams there i mean it's just you got these guys that they just want to win they don't care if they get 10 points you know what i mean it's not like Right. And Then on top of it, it's hard to guard. Yeah. It's like, who are you going to guard that night? I
2: kind of thought a guy re- relatively yeah. recently that I thought was kind of <laughs> like that is Leonard Freeman. Like he was never a blow you away kind yeah. of guy, but he just always yeah. did kind of what he needed to do, and he knew his role. Um, yeah. so it's kind of an interesting guy you can yeah. think of. Yeah. yeah, I think I think Jericho can. can I kind thought of him be too.
1: I think. But I, I think he's different in the mm-hmm. fact that he's going to, score the, he's this gonna have, year, to have to score the ball. He's going to have to do everything. I mean, he's going to have to score the ball. He's going to have to do a lot of things. But I also think he has that motor that kind of gets people going. I said the same thing about Devin Daniels the year that he got hurt. I think he's going to have to be that motor, that hardworking yep. guy, because at the end of the day, it does, you know, people's energy, you feed off them in games. Uh, right. and when you see guys starting to do the hard work and the dirty work, other people, you start to bring them along a little bit throughout a game. And now a you got five guys on the court that are all playing really hard. So it's just one of those yeah. things that you got to have. And I, I mean, it is a dying breed, but yeah. you, you got to have them to be successful.
2: And I want to ask this question while I'm thinking about it because we're talking about these players on this team, and we kind of talked about, I think in the previous episode, I think it was the transfer portal kind of thing. Maybe it was earlier at this mm-hmm. one, but either way, you know we have <clears> um, we have you know two guys I can think of that were transferred in. Um, Casey Morsell, and Greg Gantt. Two guys who who are new for the casual state fans, never heard of them. Um, But for those who are more, you know, intimate with the ins and outs of the team, you know, you look at their previous teams, uh, Casey Morsell was at Virginia. He averaged Mm -hmm. four points a game um, at Virginia. And Greg Gantt was at Providence. And I think he averaged somewhere around six, seven, eight points a game. Mm -hmm. You know, I, people I've heard, oh, my gosh, why are we recruiting those guys? Because there's like – there's you know, how is a four-point-per-game at Virginia going to help us out? Can you talk a little bit about how, the differences that systems play in a guy's offense? Yeah. I, I can think of like a guy like – who was at Virginia, Marielle Shayok, who was like a another eight-points-per-game mm-hmm. kind of guy who transferred to Iowa State, ended up averaging like 15, 16 points-per-game when he went there. You know, it it worked out really well for him, but just curious how like systems moving in, you know, you may still be a a glue guy here, but your opportunities may be a whole different story. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, I mean, and that's, and and, and honestly, at the end of the day, the game of basketball to to be one of the real standouts is about opportunity. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. about that system. It's about being put in situations to be successful. That's what I talked to everybody. Like when, I'm the first one that be complaining about NC State's offense. I, I get really tired of watching. I'm the first one. I'm the first one. Uh, I just, to me, the pick and roll is just stagnant offense. Nobody's really moving. That's just me. But at the same time, you got to put the right guys in the situations to be successful at that. So if we're going to run a lot of pick and roll, we need the Cat Barbers running pick and rolls. We need the Lorenzo Browns running the pick and rolls. Cause if you, if you don't, like if you put me in the pick and roll, like for granted, I'm going to come off of it. <laughs> But I, it ain't mm-hmm. the best person you want coming off the pick and roll. That's just how it is. So yeah. it is. It's it's about the opportunity. It's about you know the system, the right fit. But at the same time, uh, these coaches have to find a way to put you know Greg Gantt and 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 Casey in situations where they're going to be successful. So for example, Casey's a really good shooter. To me, if we're running some pick and roll action, I'd want to be setting a flare on the other side, get the ball movement. So now the defense has to pay attention to the two guys on the offside. And it opens up some things for the role for Manny. So not everybody's sitting in the paint. So right. you just got to use them in situations to where, you know, they'll be good. And then it's the mm-hmm. same thing with Greg. I'm, to me, he's a very good defensive player, can switch everything. Very similar to Sebron to me, where he can mm-hmm. just, you know, be a menace on the offensive end, guard one through four, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just different. And every, every situation, uh, you know, works a little different. Kevin Keats' system is going to be – uh different from a roy williams system roy williams is going to be different than a uh a bill self system you know it's just it's just all different and you know sometimes at the end of the day and this is where we've talked about the transfer it makes sense you know you thought that it was going to be a little different it just doesn't fit your system you know sometimes you got to move and and that's just how it is the one that bothers me is when the kid says oh I don't fit in here. Let me transfer. I don't fit in here. Let me transfer. At some point the kids yeah. gotta look in the mirror and be like, I just ain't that good. Yeah. Or I'm not working. There's out. a
2: common denominator so, here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. what I tell everybody,
0: I'm
1: like, you know what? you want to change once? Ah, I'll let yeah. it slide. Uh, the second the time, are you sure you're not like I get I'll get some kid there once in a while that I'll be working out and like, man, I hate this coach. I'm like, yeah. okay. And then they go to a different school or AAU and then they put My coach just wasn't giving me the minutes. And I'm just like, at some point, you got to look in the mirror and say, maybe I'm not that
2: good.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Get a little humble. And on that note, we'll end the episode.
2: No, I'm kidding.
0: (laughs) Well, one one, one question, one fun question I wanted to ask to kind of finish it out is so uh, I think it was right before your last season at NC State, uh, there was this – awesome season ticket commercial that that i i, I still laugh about today <laughs> of uh of you of you uh at the printer printing literally just on a piece of paper a three oh I've heard i remember that about and, that hey listen, and, and,
2: and,
1: dave doran <laughs> can say that his little wolf fact thing that they came out with and they had a couple good ones coming out I mean, don't get me wrong but that one the, yeah. the one i had was pretty damn yes. good That's oh, pretty yeah good.
0: i i I, I I honestly don't know, but I mean, for those who are listening or watching, if if it is on YouTube, Man, I I mean, maybe if I can find it, I'll put I'll put it in the description. But yeah, I mean, you know, for for Mark Crawford walk up, you know, what's he doing? You know, Scott's Scott's making threes, can't stop making I them. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> hey, and it
1: was literally Wait. usually for like these things, you know they they take like thirty minutes. I literally oh sh- yeah, I was like shoot, it's on there shooting on the court. They said, I, "I forget who our SID at the time was." They come on, let's go. And Coach Godfrey comes in right behind them, and literally <laughs> said, "Just act like you're hitting the button." And I literally just did, it took ten minutes, and we were done. Yeah, that's all, that's I, all I just quick.
2: found it on YouTube. Genius. I just clicked real quick, and it's up there. Okay, so we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll make sure
0: we'll make sure to put that, wanna, that in the, we're the description. We're definitely, <laughs> definitely sure going to retweet check that. Check it out. All right, well, Pack Nation, please make sure, again, if you haven't already, please make sure to hit that subscribe button. It really helps support us and, and the channel. And uh, please like this video if you enjoyed it. And also check all of our other great Insta content. And uh, thank you as well to our sponsor, uh, Flatland's Jessup Insurance Group. Make sure to go check them out as well. And also, to make sure to give us a follow at Tuffy Talk Now on Twitter or Instagram if you haven't already. But thank you all so much again for tuning in. As always, go Pack, y'all.